Hello, everybody, and welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies, The Revenge. Today, we're talking about the year 2000, and one of the movies that I really enjoyed, and one that was one of my wife's favorite movies, and that's Cameron Crowe's Almost Famous. Um, Almost Famous is probably um, Cameron Crowe's best movie, um, arguably. I, I think it is, at least. It is a semi-autobiographical semi-autobiographical movie in which we follow Patrick Fugit's um, character, William Miller, as he is given the chance um, to write for Rolling Stone magazine about the band Stillwater, and he's able to accompany them on tour. Now, this is semi-autobiographical in the sense that Cameron Crowe himself, in the 70s, um, wrote for Rolling Stone and uh, toured with bands like Led Zeppelin and the Eagles, amongst uh, others. So um, a lot of the stuff that happens to to um, to William are based on things that happened to him. And the band Stillwater itself is this amalgamation of like uh, the excess, I think, that he saw in, in these bands, um, such as Led Zeppelin, who is infamous for the shit that they used to get up to. Um, this movie is just this great kind of coming of age story and we have um just a bunch of great people in this um this was patrick fugit's first movie and i think he's done a couple since then uh he hasn't really done a lot but he's great as this unknown kid who is being brought into this world and, and i think that kind of works for him because it's um him working with all these um established actors and we have um Billy Crudup and Jason Lee as like the main members of Stillwater and kind of having this um, uh, interplay between the, the idea that you always get with rock bands where like there's this tension between the lead singer and the lead guitarist about who's really the leader of the band. Um, Frances McDormand plays um, William's mom. She's great in this. Uh, I think <laughs> my favorite scene of hers is um, she's a professor and she's always kind of been very rigid with with her kids um because you also have zoe deschanel playing um william's older sister anita who's like the coolest older sister ever in this movie um and she tells her mom you know that she's gonna have to watch out because when he when um when william rebels it's gonna be in some really strange way which of course he does because he runs off with a rock band um but my favorite scene with Frances mcdormand is she's giving a lecture and w one of the kids in the front row is furiously taking notes and she just stops in the middle of the lecture and she says i'm sorry i I can't concentrate. My son has been kidnapped by rock stars. And this girl who's been taking notes furiously pauses for a second and then writes down what Francis McDormand said. It's great. Um, but this also gives us a, just a really interesting um, bunch of characters that, that play um, band-aids, as, as they're referred to. They're basically groupies, but um, they refer to themselves as band-aids. And chief among them is Kate Hudson as Penny Lane. But we also have, like, Anna Paquin and Fury's the Bulk. Um, we get other people such as um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and as um, William's mentor, Lester Bangs, who was an actual, um, you know, a rock writer at the time. And we get Jimmy Fallon as... Um, the band's manager, which is very interesting for him to see him, to see him in a dramatic role, especially at that time, something that he was not known for at all. Um, and even nowadays, I mean, I can't think of very many dramatic movies that Jimmy Fallon does. Um, but this movie is just, it's this really great um, 
slice of life of the 70s and this is a movie that if you're a fan of classic rock especially of like bands from the 70s um bands like i mentioned like um led zeppelin if you're a fan of, of like queen's clearwater revival of leonard skinnerd um you're really going to enjoy this because um a lot of it a lot of the things that happen are based on real things that happen to those bands and um and i'm talking about like stuff that's known publicly but um a lot of it is also just kind of from from cameron crowe's his time with the with with these bands but it, it just makes for um this very interesting uh, look at at um the excess and the craziness that that would happen uh, with these bands that were larger than life and all couched in this coming of age story for this um, high school kid it's uh, it's just a great movie with uh, with great music um definitely definitely worth checking out the other movie that i wanted it to um to talk about from 2000 is Battle Royale from Japan, a movie that was actually banned here for <laughs> the longest time. I remember having to have, I remember when I first saw this, one of my friends who worked at a video store, um, or I'm sorry, a DVD store, <laughs> he came with an unmarked VHS tape. Because <laughs> VHS tapes are still the thing, and he's like, do you have a VHS player? I'm like, yeah. And he put this movie on, and it fucking blew me away. For those that don't know what Battle Royale is, um, it's basically um, the Hunger Games. And this is like the much bloodier, the much more um, uh, fucked up version of the Hunger Games. Like if the Hunger Games is really, and, and by what I mean the Hunger Games, like the central idea of having like these kids go and fight for each other and as tributes like that idea is like the whole movie <laughs> of um of battle royale and the, the great thing about it is that it, it throws you in there you have no idea what the fuck is going on uh you're following you, you know you you start off with the scene of this nine-year-old girl just covered in blood and you're like what the fuck is this and then um you follow this group of of high school kids excuse me on um in a bus going on a field trip and they get dropped off on an island all of a sudden with nothing but a backpack and each one of them in their backpack has a different weapon and then they go about to basically murder one another this movie is fucking brutal it is insane and it is definitely worth checking out um, this movie is great like this movie um like i said i honestly i don't know why it was i mean i guess i know why it was banned <laughs> I'm thinking, let's see, it came out in 2000. Um, school shootings really weren't as anywhere near as prevalent back then. Not that they, unfortunately, not that they didn't happen because they did. I mean, Columbine was in 98. Um, I believe there was a couple, um, maybe one or two more in, in by 2000. Uh, it, nowhere near as prevalent as they have been, unfortunately, in the last couple of years to the point where South Park made a joke about, um, you know, a school shooting just happening every day at school. But, um, you know, this was still something that, that was happening. And, um, I feel that maybe people didn't want this to come out here because of fears that it would, um, incite people to murder, teenagers to murder. I mean, the same thing happened with the hunt last year where it got pushed back to this year because people were afraid that, I don't know, um, libs were gonna like go kill conservatives. Cause that's what that movie's about. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. But in any case, um, 
this movie is it's just <laughs> um it's great it, i wouldn't say it's fun to necessarily watch um it's fun in the sense that you get to see these ridiculous murders but it's not um it's not fun <laughs> it's not like watching a comedy um but it, it's definitely worth checking out and this movie's brutal and the the kills in them are just nuts uh some of them are, are extremely out there um but this movie also has like um Takashi Kitano who is also known as B Takeshi who <laughs> is in all sorts of Japanese movies he's like a, he even shows up in Hostel and um mostly because it, his movies are usually really bloody and extreme so of course he's going to have him you know um show up in Hostel as a guy that uh is partaking in killing people um but this movie also had a uh, Chiako Kuriyama, who went on to play Gogo Yabari in Kill Bill Volume 1. Uh, she, I think, ends up being, if I remember correctly, she's one of the girls that ends up surviving along with um, one of the other... Um, one of the other one of the boys um and there's actually a sequel to this believe it or not because at, at the end of the movie the the two survivors decide to um to team up and uh take down society because the whole idea of as you as the movie progresses you learn that the I, the reason why they have this um it's not even a tournament but they have this this incident is in order it, it's for societal control really and people are betting on it and similar to the summer like literally the, the, the hunger games ripped this off like, <laughs> i mean the whole idea of like um the later movies and the later books where um they um you know have revolution and the you know love the love triangle like none of that shit's in this movie but the the basic premise of like kids murdering each other for sport um is straight from this movie um and this is this is definitely the the much bloodier version of that um, battle royale definitely worth checking out. So, I think next we will be doing a franchise, and after that we will be continuing with the two thousands.